Hey there, I'm Becca Campbell, your pediatric sleep consultant, and this is the Little Z's Sleep Podcast, where I am committed to resolving your child's exhausting sleep habits. This is episode 35, all about teething and sleep. How do we handle a baby who is teething and having broken sleep? Because we are often leaning on our child's teething or getting new teeth as the reason and the cause of night wakings. Now, In the very short form of this podcast, I just don't believe that that's true. I know that children teethe until they are 12 years old, so why would we put off any type of sleep training and just survive for 12 years? No, that's just not the case. We really do have to look and evaluate why your baby is waking up, and I'm pretty much going to guarantee it's not teething, unless you're an exception that I'll get into, but what I want you to do is download a free guide where I walk you through step-by-step the four main cornerstones of my baby sleep plan. This is a free guide I have waiting for you. I want you to scroll down in the show notes if you're listening on iTunes or my website or go to littlezsleep.com slash solve night wakings. That's all one word, littlezsleep.com slash solve night wakings. And I want you to get started on this four-step guide. What's super unique about this new guide for babies is I am going to walk you through for four days every single one of the steps. I want to give you more dig deeper so that you actually see results by using this free download. And I hope you're able to glean a lot of good insight from it and begin to identify why exactly your baby is waking up out of their props, habits, expectations, because it's basically, y'all, it's not teething. It's all about how your baby is associating sleep with an object or someone. So we have to evaluate that. So grab that free guide so you can get started on that tonight. Okay, Teething. Here is the deal, y'all. I, again, do not believe that we should use teething as an excuse to not sleep train or to rock your baby to sleep or be with your child to go to sleep because their poor little gums are in such pain. There are exceptions, though. Okay, I have worked with a few babies who, from the time that they started getting teeth up until they're still toddlers getting their molars, I hear about they're getting fevers, diarrhea, rashes, and these are more rare. I actually have a good friend who her baby was one of the first that I worked with before he was even born. And when this little one's teeth started popping in, it was always a couple of days of crankiness, irritability before that tooth popped out. And so I know for this little kid, he's my kind of like guideline and measure of exception. I do know there are going to be some babies out there who do get fevers, diarrhea, rashes. And in those cases, yes, because of those side effects, teething could be a problem. But generally, if you're not noticing any three of those with your baby, teething is not really the issue. Again, we have to evaluate what props or habits they're looking for and associate with sleep. So Teething, y'all, we are actually getting and losing teeth until we are 12 years old. Therefore, I don't believe we should put off sleep training or bend our expectations for 12 years just because we're waiting for teeth to come in. I absolutely believe that we have to teach your baby how to sleep well. And I have not seen this proven, but I'm going to say it anyways. I seriously believe that when your child sleeps well, they handle pain better because sleep is the foundation of our health that we can prove. Sleep is the foundation of our health. I never have to tell a tired parent that broken sleep is the worst. Your baby feels the same and your body is not at its peak performance when we're exhausted. So there's my little Z theory (laughs) that when we sleep better, we actually handle things better. So I want to next look at some tools that we can help for teething. 
I want you to go in your child's room, grab some of those baby washcloths, take them to the kitchen, get them wet, put them in the freezer, and have frozen washcloths on hand for teething purposes. The gums, when they're swelling right before the tooth pops out, that's when the height of pain is happening. So if you can give your child a frozen washcloth to allow them to kind of chomp on it to relieve the pressure of the gums, that is super helpful. I would definitely want you to do that. I love doing this at bedtime routine, right before baby goes to sleep. Maybe during book, let them kind of gnaw on this frozen washcloth. If they're an older baby or toddler, let them gnaw on it while they're walking around having some playtime just to help right before they get into bed. Now, some parents tell me that they choose to do Motrin or Tylenol for teething. I want you to double check with your pediatrician about that. But the other thing I definitely want you to avoid are baby Origel or teething tablets, things that you put on the baby's gums to help relieve the supposed pain. I want you to avoid these because it is actually not approved by the FDA, okay? There's really no reason we need to be having this for our babies. Frozen washcloths are enough. If your baby is that exception that has the fever, diarrhea, rashes, obviously consult with your doctor to see what kind of medicine we can give for the fever, but I absolutely would want you to slather on diaper cream like you're icing a cake if your little one is having diaper rashes and diarrhea, especially in the nighttime. Not a fun thing. So absolutely know that a frozen washcloth is going to be your new best friend for a couple of months and keep plenty of them stocked in the freezer because it's such a handy and basically free um, tool that we can use for teething purposes. If you have been following my podcast long enough, you know that I'm asking you to ditch the pacifier after four months old. And a lot of parents don't do this. I tell them to, but they keep that pacifier because they tell me it is their child's favorite teething toy. Well, hate to be harsh, but you need to get rid of it and we need to find an alternative. And I have it for you. The Newbie Chuby is my favorite pacifier alternative. I will again link it in the show notes so you can just scroll down and click it. It's called the Newbie Chuby. You can get it on Amazon. It is amazing. And it is mimics a pacifier in that it kind of has that same plasticky feel, um, that soft plastic that they can chew on, but it's not a pacifier. They can't sleep with it and they can hold it and chew on it. It's got lots of different knobs and different um, sensory things that they can chew on to help relieve the pressure of their gums, but it's not a pacifier. So it's a slippery slope. If you keep the pacifier for teething purposes, I can pretty much guarantee that they're going to end up going to sleep with it. And then that's going to turn into the bedtime and the nighttime and any nighttime wakings you have, you'll just pop the pacifier back in because they're dealing with teething and we must give them the pacifier when really what's happening is they're using the pacifier as a sleep prop and it's not doing anything for teething. So please do not use a pacifier as your excuse and say that that's your child's favorite teether. We got to get another option in there to have good quality sleep. If you are ready to begin solving your child's night wakings and you're now encouraged that, okay, it's not teething, what could it possibly be? I want you to head to my free guide, Ready for Babies, 6 to 16 months. Head to littlezsleep.com slash solve night wakings or scroll down in the show notes. Again, click that free guide, Four Steps to Solve Night Wakings and get started on this tonight because it's no longer the issue of teething. It absolutely has to do with your child's habits and expectations. Thank you so much for being here today. Sweet dreams. See you next time.